more important but risky one. So I'm excited. All right. I'm, I'm interested to see how many people stop by. At this yeah. Late I'm not hour. expecting as many, but yeah. you know, anyone who stops by, that'll be cool. Okay. We are live. We are live. We are live. Hello, everyone. It's Dylan from Yu-Gi-Oh! Everything, and welcome back to another Talking Yu-Gi-Oh! 7's Up. This time we are doing episode 49, A Concert to Remember. A shorter staff. We are live very late on a Friday night. It's uh, much different than the time we usually go live, and that's because on Wednesday we were hit with pretty bad thunderstorms in the New Jersey area of the world, and uh, we lost power, and we just could not get live. By the time we got power back, it was... 10, 10 30 and we were like, ah, let's yeah. not even. That's when we, we took the picture of, of you guys in the Discord, of the one <laughs> yeah. where they're playing guitars. Yeah, that's right. Like yeah. That yeah. was a weird night. That was a weird but, night. But, um, you know, we're happy to be here. Obviously, it's not a full crew. It's just Pete and I, but Pete, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, and thank you guys all for coming because, uh, you know, not expecting as many people. It's kind of an unscheduled, unplanned late night stream. But that's why it is important to follow the Twitter in case we ever do have to reschedule. Uh, I will always post it on Twitter. I believe we've only missed two sevens ups uh one was because of a rain out which was this past wednesday and although we're making it up and the other one was because i was in the hospital, the hospital so yeah. usually <laughs> we're pretty good with wednesday nights but obviously having a 100 success rate on wednesday nights uh is is very difficult to do but um we had to go live for this i really really wanted to do this because this is a big episode oh yeah this is roman versus roa it's a duel i've wanted since uh, since I found out they were cousins, Thank which was probably around like episode five, we initially, no. thought they were we initially thought they were brother sisters. So this is a massive, massive duel. There's already been a lot of hot takes on it, a lot of discussion. Oh, yeah. So I am very excited to break it down. Obviously, me and you picked Roa. We picked incorrectly. Yeah. Uh, I blame the summary. I think you do as well. But <laughs> as Cammy's already calling me out, <laughs> we listen. We we picked incorrectly and. Um, uh, Nick T and Cal both picked right. And I know if Nick T and Cal were here, they would be um, ripping me apart. Oh, man, you betrayed the Roman yeah. Empire. I want to address that right off the bat because I know a lot of people are, are saying, yeah, how can you pick against Roman? Listen, I am as Roman Empire as anyone ever will be. I am also a huge New York Jets fan. The New York Jets are not a good football team. If they played against the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers... I would pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. That doesn't make me any less of a Jets fan. No. I'm just picking using what I think is the better decision. So I was rooting for Roman in this duel. Yeah. Now, did I think it was a good duel? Did I think her character was done in a in a good way? I guess that's what we're going to talk about we'll today. To um, <laughs> but yeah, how are you doing before we get to that discussion? I'm doing good. Uh, a little frazzled running all the way here from work. Yeah, I appreciate it's, it. It's, it's pouring outside, mm -hmm. so the roads are not really safe. Uh, but yeah, happy to be here. Happy uh, to talk about this episode. Glad we got this in. Me too. Weird to do this on a Friday night, but I think it'll Weird. be very exciting. There's, there's something comfortable about it. It is. Ways. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like it. Well, we usually <laughs> chill Friday nights anyway, yeah. so it's, it's familiar. Um on the agenda, we have, of course, general impressions on the episode, uh, Roman and Roa, their dynamic. Uh, Mimi, at the start of this episode, there was something very interesting that happened at the start of this episode that also happened at the start of last week's episode. I'm going to discuss that. I want to get your opinions on it. Uh, Roa's friends, what did we think about Geta and Ushido and the role yeah. they played in this episode? Did we like that? Did we think it felt kind of underwhelming? We're going to talk about that. Then we're going to do a segment called Power Rankings. We are going to be ranking the top five duelists on skill level, yes. not on character, on skill, skill level in the Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens universe approaching these final two duels of the season. So that'll be very exciting. Uh, then we're going to get to some comments that you guys have, and we are going to go over the ending two announcement. For those of you that don't know, 
Ending 2 was announced, it was confirmed, it will be changing after episode 52 when the opening is changing. We're going to listen to a little bit of the band that is performing Ending 2, so that will be very exciting. And of course, we have to make our picks on episode 50, Nail vs. Gakuto, which is in less than 24 hours Crazy. from this stream. I will be doing a watch-along. I know I've not done a watch-along the past two times. I will be doing a pre-show and a watch-along for Gakuto versus Nail. But Pete, how do you think we should uh, start this off? Well, I think you should first kick it off by what you owe everyone. God bless Nick Yagi, the true savior of Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s. The Nick Yagi emote, which will be available to YouTube channel members and most likely to subs over on Twitch, uh, should be done in the next... 48 hours as well. That's so exciting. It's a laughing emote. I don't have a laughing emote right now. So uh, to anyone who is a channel member, um, yeah, you'll have the Nick Yagi emote. I also want to thank uh, Corundrum Crabble. It was before you came. Upgrading to an Obelisk Blue channel awesome. member. That is awesome. amazing. Corundrum, thank you so, so much. And to everyone who super chatted or donated in the last stream, a uh, big thank you to Sean Gilbride, Legendary Duels, Kyo Cesar Campos, Electric Kevin, Adola Burst, Nick Schoner, 15, Goosey Q, T Pink Staff, Jack Knight 21, Sin Cloud, Solid Snack, Entime, Dark Emperor J, and Limestone, and a special thank you to Xlayer64, Drago77 Blue, and Otis Cunningham, who all donated uh, very large amounts. You guys are amazing from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for your incredible support. All I care about is you guys enjoying the show and being here. So to go above and beyond means the world. You guys rock. Thank you. Um, well, where do we start with this uh, discussion? Uh, I guess we go to that beginning part of Mimi. Yeah, I guess we could start yeah, there. Let's start uh, chronologically in the episode. Okay, we're going to start with Mimi. So there was something that was very fascinating before we get to the Roman Roa, which is obviously the meat of this episode. Um, Mimi obviously confirms what we already know, that yeah. there's multiple notes going around, and whoever is orchestrating this tournament is doing it on multiple different facets. But multiple what I, fronts. Multiple different fronts, yeah. right. But what I found to be fascinating is how the intro scene ended last week and how it ended this week. The intro scene ended last week with a very ominous shot of Goha Corporation yeah. right after Nail. And it kind of froze on Goha Corporation for like for like three seconds before the opening kicked in. Mimi is using the restroom. I guess Mr. Goha's a bit of a gentleman. He's waiting out. Not He's not waiting outside the restroom. He's just waiting outside the stall. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, Mr. Goha's a gentleman. I'm like, well, well he's a robot. He's, yeah, he's a robot. He's also in the restroom. So I, I don't know if yeah. I'd say that. But he's outside, and that's how the shot of this episode ends, or not the shot of the intro of this episode ends, mm -hmm. with Mr. Goha just kind of floating there for about three seconds. And Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s has a very good way of kind of hinting at things uh, subliminally, mm -hmm. and I believe that that's exactly what they were doing okay. with these last two episodes. And I believe that this further ties Mr. Goha, or someone close to Mr. Goha, to the person that is orchestrating this tournament, and I believe the person orchestrating this tournament, again, is that girl on the phone from episode two. Yeah? I really, really do. I really but, do. And I think they're, I think they are, and maybe I'm just being crazy, but I think they are subliminally hinting at that. Again, showing the Goha Corporation building before going to the opening sequence, and then showing Mr. Goha before going to the opening sequence. No dialogue and no music. You can rewatch the intro of 48 uh, as well. I just think there's 
a deeper message there. But, but you're saying in that case, if I'm understanding you correctly, is that that girl on the phone is now in direct competition with Mr. Goha, right? Because it seems like the the well, idea of whoever is doing this is to take down Goha. That that's what it seems. But remember, that was Goha Double Six's motives. Yeah. And Goha Double Six, we now know, is not the group. That is responsible for but shutting then, down this tournament. But we do know that they probably created the idea of this tournament. So, so what is the what is the reasoning for that? Well, I well see. I, oh, you mean the person that wrote the note? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I believe that Mr. Goha could be could know more than he's letting on. I oh, really he do. He probably does. And I think that when you know he was with Mimi and he was trying to analyze who wrote the note, I just think that especially the shot at, in this episode. I think they're trying to subliminally tell us th- this guy knows more than he's like. So you don't take, I agree with that, but you don't take it at face value when he was with Mimi a few episodes ago and he said he had people working on it of who Otis was yeah. in the first place yeah. and then where the note comes from. So you're saying he's lying, right? He's now. lying. So he had an influence and he, a hand in making this note. I I, com- I really do. I'm but, starting but to believe why, that. Why lie to Mimi then when they they seem to be tied together almost as like one organism? They do seem to be tied together, but I've got to be completely honest. With how Mimi has carried herself in that role, which I think we've discussed many times. Has not been great. He would be very stupid to put all of his eggs in that basket. He'd be very stupid. Fair. And so Mimi, to me, is nothing more than a puppet and a pawn in his game. And I, I believe him not revealing his full plan to Mimi... And not revealing his full plan in turn to the audience, I think that's going to lead to maybe even a greater twist when he steps up as the the main uh, the main villain that we've all we've all kind of flirted with that idea. But that's just my thoughts on it. I mean, what did you make of it? Um, I think there's definitely more than he's letting on, right, Mister yeah. Gaw? I think that's been clear. I'm just not convinced. I, I'm not a part of the theory that it's a little girl. Right? I, I know you don't. You don't. I, I really that. don't uh, subscribe to that yeah, right now. That's fair. Um. I do think Otis could have something to do with this. Yeah. Um, clearly, I don't think you just come in, get arrested by Goha to then break out for no reason just to inspire Yuga. I feel there was an ulterior motive there of why he needed to be inside the Goha building. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised in some way, especially that we already a couple episodes uh, episodes ago went back to the original idea of who put this note here that started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think that could tie back to Otis. Is maybe he not as a good guy as we think he is, and he's really playing both sides of this war, this yeah. conflict that is going on? I think that's more of a possibility than this little girl or something else. I also would put some of my eggs in a basket of, it's someone we haven't met, yeah. a group we haven't met, or some villain that they are setting up for this next season. I think that could be a great way to tie into the next season to when we're getting to episode 66 at the end of next arc next season. Introducing a new villain could work there. The uh, the only other option I can think of is it's also the alien group that somehow put it together. I don't it's a, buy into that, but that's another option. No, maybe. I'm not buying into that now. I do think there is aliens if they if they Yeah, whatever we want to call some them. Voice, yeah, the, the, the cacos. I know. think they could come back. In a more meaningful way than just being hosts and cannon fodder for the most part. Yeah. Or just road stops in our journey, our hero's journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not quite sure. I just, I can't, 
I don't think the it note, is Mr. Gohan. The note looks like it's written by a five-year-old girl. Right, but that could also be just oh, it, it a way to be. throw no, it off. I just think it's someone be. that we haven't met yet, and I think also Otis can factor in here more than he has let on. Because basically, if you yeah. think about it, he's told us almost nothing about no. what his purpose is, <laughs> no. who he really no. is, nothing. We, so yeah. I can't fully <laughs> trust him. No, I can't either. And we also can't underestimate the Otis factor here. Every time Otis is in an episode and we have a Sevens Up podcast, mm. we all anonymously, not anonymously, unanimously, I always get those words confused, unanimously. unanimously say he is the most fascinating and mysterious and almost like creepy character in the show he is. because we have no idea what he's doing. And then he disappears for 10 episodes and we just kind of forget about him. But he, I think, is going to have a pretty big influence going forward. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. He's so. the driving force of almost the entire show. Yeah. Even if it's in the background, everything that has happened, you could tie back to him in some way. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So uh, fascinating stuff there, guys. And of course, let us know all your thoughts. I'm going to watch this episode before I go live tomorrow for the watch along. Um, I don't read comments live because it's too distracting for me, but I always read the comments back. So I always love hearing what you guys have to say. But yeah, fascinating opening sequence here. Oh, yeah. Really liked it. Um, I want to get into the, uh, the main, uh, dish of the episode, if you will, uh, between Roa and Roman. And, um, I, I've got to start by saying that a little, a little bit of a, a mini rant here. Ooh, um, okay. A little bit of a mini rant. I, I mean, obviously I'm a big fan of Roman. Really? I, I like, no, no way. <laughs> merch, merch store down below. Um, you know, get yours today. Also, uh, I believe it was Elaine that pointed out. Because of this victory, you know what that means. Yes, I'm giving away three shirts. Yeah. It was three, right? Yeah, yep. so what I'm going to be doing, we're going to do that at the season finale. I'm going to be raffling off three shirts from the site. Uh, however, those three shirts can be any of the main Doesn't four. have to be Roman. Doesn't have to be Roman. Yep. So, because there might be someone who prefers Yuga to Roman or Gakuto to Roman. So, we have four shirts. We have um, Gakuto, uh, Rook Mania, yes. Road to Yuga, and... Um, Best Boy Gakuto. Yeah. So you can you can see those designs. You can choose those designs. I'm giving away three shirts um, from my store on the season finale day, which will be uh, June 18th, I believe. It'll be around yeah, I think so. that date. Right. So, um, yeah, it should be June 18th or whatever that Wednesday is. I'll so. check where you're looking. Yeah, we're going to raffle some items off. So you guys are amazing. And make sure you're playing in the Pick'em. I got to see if uh, James Try, who was tied for you, picked Roman. Because if he did, James, you're in first place. And yeah. the winner is winning a brand new gaming console. It'll be which the, is the 19th. The 19th, June 19th. So make sure you mark that date. We're giving away three shirts to people who are here. Um, so. 19th is when the episode airs, technically, 53. So. Oh, 50, well, it's for 52. It's for 52. Well, 52 is the 12th. So, so 16th, 16th. June 16th. June 16th. Yeah. yeah 15th, 19th is when the opening and ending okay. change, which is exciting. So the 16th. Uh, the 16th. So I got I to gotta start with, with Roman here. Um, I have been in this community for a very long time. I've been uh, pretty active in the community on the YouTubing platform for about five years now. Actually, Yu Gi Oh! Everything's uh, five year anniversary will be in a month. So that's exciting, um, which is kind of scary and crazy to even yeah, fathom. Um, I have to say, I have never in my life seen a character as under the microscope, as micro-analyzed as I have seen with Roman. And I think there's... Now, there's some legitimate complaints with Roman's character. I, I, I will admit that. But I think a lot of the complaints regarding Roman uh, boil down to who she is. And she is the girl lead of Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens. Mm -hmm. um, and we, for so long in the community, I'm guilty of it, have been very harsh on the writing team for their handling 
of girl characters in Yu-Gi-Oh. Done a whole video on Aoi Zizen, deserving better. I've, I have a video on Yuzu coming out tomorrow. That rants tomorrow, so yeah. that'll be exciting. Um, and so I think that there's extra pressure on the main girl lead for that reason. And I think there is more micro-analysis on the main girl lead. But let's just break it down, what Roman has done. Right, she's defeated Gakuto, who has been undefeated since the show has uh, since she beat Gakuto. People forget that. People forget that Gakuto is a good duelist. She's been, he's been undefeated since he lost to Roman in episode nine, and he's got a very big matchup coming up with Neil. We'll see how that ends. She's beaten Yuga, which was a massive win for the girl, and she's beaten Roa in ten episodes. She has beaten our main lead and Roa, who is also a very formidable duelist. This is the first time in a Yu-Gi-Oh! series that you can argue that the girl lead could be the number one duelist in the power rankings. Not the best character, yeah. but the number one duelist in terms of dueling ability and dueling skill. Even when Aki was at her peak, you'd be crazy to put her ahead of Yusei. Even when Yuzu was at her peak, you'd be crazy to put her ahead of Yuya or Akaba Reiji. You could make the case that Roman is the number one skilled duelist right now in Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s. You could make that case. Rook is undefeated, but who has Rook beaten? If you look at difficulty of opponents, which strength of schedule, that's something that you take into, yes. in, in, take into uh, consideration. They both have beaten Yuga. Name one character that's in the same class as a Roa. Name one char character that Rook has beaten that's in the same class as a Gakuto. Because I can't do it. You want to put Yoshio there? Yoshio's not in the same class as a Roa or a Gakuto. You want to put Arayarata there? Roman also beat Arayarata. You want to put Brawl the Alien, Schrodinger the Cat? I mean, it's not even comparable that Roman has beaten more skilled opponents than Rook. So you could put the you could make the case that Roman is ahead of Rook in terms of the power rankings right now. I'm not saying that that's where I'd rank it. You could make that case. And I think that makes certain people, not not everyone criticizing her character, obviously, certain people a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I saw a comment that was, I'm not going to say where it was. Uh, I'm sure I, I know for a fact a few people have seen this comment that, um, it, it, you know, the comment, end quote, Roman's only winning duels because of the, uh, you know, gender equality issues that are plaguing the world. Yeah, I love those. I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I, I love, love that comment. I read that and I'm like, geez. And I've seen about two or three people say things along those those sexism lines. And I, I get that it's difficult for some people to understand how a girl character can be at this level when for 20 years we've seen nothing but mistreatments from every girl character. Um, but the fact is that if Roman looked like a Jack Atlas, Thank there wouldn't be this much criticism If she looked and acted like a revolver, there wouldn't be this much criticism around her. If she looked like Akaba Reiji, who people forget would disappear for 50 episodes at a time in Arc 5 without dueling, there wouldn't be this much criticism. Roman is unfortunately under the, the very brutal microscope of people because she's the girl lead and because of how girls have been handled yeah. in Yu-Gi-Oh! for many, many years. And I want to preface, it's not everyone. There are some people that have really good criticism points when it comes to right. Roman's character. Yes. But I think... I, I have. I've been one of those. You have been one of those. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. But I think when a decent amount of people are bordering that line on, on sexism when it comes to Roman, yeah. I think it's very disgraceful and disappointing to see. 
And I do think that there is a an extra amount of criticism on her, sometimes unnecessarily, because she is the girl lead. And so she's under that microscope that a, a Revolver or a Kaito or Akaba Reiji would not be under. If the rival beat the main protagonist and Gakuto and Roa, let's say Nail. If Nail beat those three characters, I, I don't think that there would be this much criticism regarding no, um, a character like Nail. That's just my opinion on it, though. Um, so, I mean, your thoughts on all that. I think it's first being introduced, really, in this kind of way. We've never seen anything like this in the Yu-Gi-Oh! universe. But this is something that's existed forever and I've been very used to in... Especially when you get into the, these niche, I should say, quote-unquote, because they're not really niche anymore, areas like an anime or like superhero things have become where they're now mainstream. But right. they were niche at one point. Uh, and people would be like, oh, well, you know, like I dealt with this. I'm a huge Captain Marvel fan, right? right. And people were like, oh, <laughs> yeah. well, all of that is just fe feminism, all this crap. You would see a lot of sexism comments. I'm like, I mean, if you've read a lot of Captain Marvel comics since the 1970s, I mean, she's always been... Super powerful, right? Really badass. It has been the leader of several Avengers teams. Like th th this is nothing new. But when it comes into the mainstream and it's introduced to the wider public, it's all of a sudden now it's this feminism agenda. It's this woke right. agenda. So it, it's not it's not that surprising to see these comments. And also yeah. a lot of times you see these comments, you hear these things. It's it's done through what. Behind a keyboard, behind a screen. Right. right? Are All these the people more. really going to say this at a convention when the actors and actresses are there? No. No. Right? So people feel the need on the internet to always say things because they know they're protected in some way. The Twitter eggs, if you may say, right? No eggs. profile pic. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah. Um, not getting too much into the duel because we'll talk more about that. But yeah. I have loved Roman's character in a lot of ways. I have been one of those people that has been critical of. Of the rage mode. Oh, the, the berserk mode. Yeah, right. the berserk right. mode of, of what she did in the beginning. I didn't love that, not for her, but of the writing of that and what it does to her character because I feel there's a drawback there of someone like me and there's other people out there going, well, I want to see her win because it's her. And I think that monumental turn in, what was it, episode 40, mm -hmm. when she beats Yuga and we see it referenced here again with the Princess G stuff, she's clearly changed as a duelist and as a character. And I think now this is where she could really hit her stride. Not to mention that before this, she's had some significant wins, as you detailed. So I think it's it's hard to ignore anymore if you're in that minority of people that, that don't love where it's going. And I think we have to strap in for a character in Yukio, in a female character, that we've just never seen anything like this. Yeah. And I think sometimes that just rubs people the wrong way. Yeah, well, it, it takes people out of the norm that they've kind of been yeah. comfortable it, with. It's, sh it's shaking the trees, right, is the same yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of things that are normally there. And if we make this more the norm and we can make her a great character personality-wise as well as a duelist, then in another Yukio 8, let's say, or Yukio 9, mm -hmm. if this is the norm of what's going on, it becomes not as much of a shell shock. Right. And so th this is the turning point for that. Right. And it's actually fascinating because I, I, I will argue all day that dueling ability, Roman is near the top. And we're going to go over our power rankings a little later on. Um, but it's funny what you said about her character. I think that there is still a lot of room to grow with her character. Oh, yeah. I actually Definitely. think that her dueling ability and quality of wins is above 
where her character development is at to this point. Yes. Which is maybe the a little bit of a criticism I would have yeah. with her. So that's something that, you know, we can just kind of jump right into. I did just want to kind of give give that rant there, defending the Roman Empire, as I'm always going to do. Yeah. Um, but I still, you know, I'm not blindly defending it. I mean, I think what I'm saying is, is valid. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be saying it. But you also gave some great thoughts on that. Um, what did you make of the duel? What did you make of the episode? Did you like this duel for Roman? Did you like this duel for Roa? Just overall thoughts. Uh, I actually really like the duel. Um, to me, this was one of the more fascinating duels we've had actually in a while. And this has been a really strong arc. Uh, but the back and forth of all the band members being there, yeah. of obviously two of the band members competing against each other, to play Miniscape in the middle of this, to have so <laughs> many twists and turns. I mean, multiple times, especially the way Roman's deck is constructed and with candy and, and you know and all that stuff, is now... We're losing life points, we're gaining life points, we're, we're with a uh, romance pick, we purposely pay 500 life points, so there's so much up and down of it's hard to calculate, you know, something predictable when you're going on, of like, okay, well, they have this much, so if they attack here, they're going to probably lose, because you don't know where that's going to go throughout right. the duel, and I think that keeps you on the edge of your seat and makes it very fascinating, uh, and I just, I love a lot of the character development in this episode, not really for Roman, but for Roa, yeah. I think it was an excellent job where, yeah, am I a little disappointed we could get more to that that he lost? Sure, we'll talk more about that. Uh, but I thought the great symbolism, one of the best moments of the episode, maybe the best for me, was he gets blasted by Roman, the mic flies off the stage, which that's a very cool animation thing and a, a good decision choice where every time he speaks and he's really going right at Roman, he always picks up the mic. Right, so he's always yeah, in that mindset yeah. of being the singer, of being the lead front man. So mm -hmm. that's something you could easily, in a show, kind of forget and go, you know, oh, well, it doesn't matter, you know, like, the crowd can hear him. But he's making sure the crowd is understanding all his quips that he says back to Roman. So I yeah. really like that. But when that gets knocked off the stage, he gets back up, and Roman, that's when she takes the shot at him of, like, I figured out what is wrong with you. Mm -hmm. It's that you can't stand on the stage alone. I have Princess G, even she's not here, she's here in spirit. And he tries to refute that, and he goes to grab the mic, and he realizes, and he, I think he says, oh, damn, or something yeah. like that, or damn it. And he realizes it's not there. And that symbolism of, yeah, like, you were trying to hide behind the mic, as you always do, right. but you're really alone here. Mm -hmm. And then to have Geta and Ushiro come and show up there behind him, really... Rowan kind of, if you think about it, didn't deserve that. No. Right? No. The way he's treated them, but for Geta to have such a loyalty to him, yeah. where he, I believe, also says, like, that that idiot or whatever, mm -hmm. and he runs down there, that's some loyalty. You could see there's some broship between them. Yeah. And to bring it back to the Mimi duel, where we thought he was going to use the two cards, Invasion and, and the and other he sacrificed one. And he sacrificed yeah. them. He brings it back to, to yeah. reemphasize that, I do care about the two of you. And those two cards were used to bring back his ace, which he said represents him. Mm -hmm. So that symbolism I thought was fantastic. So yeah, that, that was the highlights for me. Really loved Roa's development, even in the loss. Yeah, so um, the way that I thought this episode and duel was going to play out, I was completely wrong. I thought Roa was going to win, and I thought Roman was going to shine by being the one to get through to Roa yeah. and help him see the error of his ways. Neither of those things happened, no. uh, which I'm a little disappointed about the latter. Obviously, Roman winning, I'm, I'm completely fine with. I mean, I, I love Roman. Um, so where do I start? 
the quality of Duel, this was the best quality of Duel a girl character in Yu-Gi-Oh! has ever won, period. Damn. The Duel okay. was fantastic. I would put this up there with like Aki Yusei round one, which I love and a lot of people love uh, in terms of dueling quality. But of course, Aki did not win the first time she met up with Yusei um, and Roman won. So in terms of girl wins, this is probably the most impressive one to, for me in terms of enjoyment and dueling ability. The back and forth was wonderful. When Roa took his turn and Miniscape started playing, I'm like, all right, here we go. Roa's going to win. You thought it was over, and right? It's, it's so fascinating to me that Roa's two best turns have come in duels that he's lost. His other great turn was when Miniscape played for the first time against Yuga at the end of the first arc uh, in episode 13, and he ended up losing that duel to Yuga. Yeah. When when he takes this turn and Miniscape plays, I'm like, man, this is a really good turn, and he ends up not finishing Roman off, and he ends up losing. But seeing Roman stand up um, after taking those shots, I really loved. And an unspoken thing that I also really liked in this episode is Roman being able to, I, I guess in a way, forgive and move on from how Roa treated her in the beginning. That wasn't even a plot point in this episode, um, which I hope they never bring up again. Because if that ends or up the being... the whole window scene? Yeah, where he like, you know, kind of strong-armed her and, yeah. and threatened her and forced her to do these things where he's... She's, remember, she was a spy on Ru Rook, she was. Yuga, and Gakuto against her will. And that was all because of Roa's manipulation. But clearly, she's moved on from that. Yeah. She's Whether she's forgiven him or just said, this she, is who he is. She makes a comment I thought was interesting here at the end where she goes... I believe it was her, maybe it was Roa. That goes, we haven't had a concert this good in a long time. Yeah. So I think that showed that all the issues we're seeing before this show started, there was some fracturing. Yeah. There was some issues with yeah. Geta and Yushiro and, and Roa and Roman. And now we're seeing maybe this has all made them stronger in 49 episodes to come back together. Yeah. And be great friends and family members going forward. Yeah. 100%. 100% yeah. agree. And, it, was, uh, it was Roman, yeah. And uh, that was something that I, I really did like. And if you're not going to bring up the whole Roa-Roman, um, you know, dispute in the past and the, the strong arming and everything, I hope they don't bring it up again. Because then I'll look back at this duel and say, well, why didn't this get resolved yeah. when they fought face-to-face? -face? So hopefully that plot point is kind of done with and I'm fine with that. Um, Roman, again, proves she is the only one that really understands Roa. She again proves that she's the only one that really can read Roa and see through his BS, yeah. um, which I, I love. Because uh, I feel like when you're family, you can kind of get that, right? Like if your parents are having an off day or your sibling's having an off day, you can kind of tell, yeah. right? And clearly they're they're cousins, but they're, they're very close, um, at least in some she, regards. She's the only one that pierces that shell. Right. When he puts out that sometimes fake self-confidence about himself to hide some insecurities he had. She's the only one that knows what to say that really, like, hits his heart. Right. So, it makes sense because they're so close, because they grew up together. Yeah. But I, I like that dynamic that they have. She could call him out on his bullshit, basically. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so so I like that a lot. Um, I was hoping she would kind of help Roa see his ways a little more. Uh, Roa kind of realized it on his own. To be honest, I, I thought it was, if I had any knock on the episode, I thought it was a little underwhelming the way that Geta and Ushido came back. I would have liked to see Roa maybe apologize. Yeah. Um, and, would have and, been nice. Yeah, and maybe take initiative I there. I guess his apology was summoning those was aces. Was summoning them and saying that how much he needs them that to, to because he yeah. tries when they first come up of like, he tries to insult them of like, you know, oh, just yeah. stand there or whatever. But then he really realizes, all right, let me cut the shit. Like, I need to show. So I guess 
I guess that's, that's his way. That's of, yeah. his way of projecting his feelings because he's not great at that. Right. So I think that was the the symbolism. But yeah, I would have liked to see maybe a, a genuine actual apology. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. maybe we'll see beginning of next episode. I or wouldn't something. count on it. With I wouldn't him. either. I no. really wouldn't. And that's what makes him so uh, such a um, you know a guy that you just want to strangle uh, <laughs> in in the best sort of way. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I, I love the episode. This to me is one of the best dueling qualities we've seen um, in all of Sevens. Yeah, I that, mean, this, that miniscape was great. Yeah, right? every time miniscape that, hits, oh my God. it's it, so It was good. just awesome seeing them go back and forth and jabbing each other yeah. with their words. I, I thought that was great. The, the the stadium aspect too. I really oh loved. yeah yeah really the, loved the, that. the field spell was perfect. I I don't know what to make of the Princess G stuff. Um, really? So yeah, you didn't love it. No, no, no. I I didn't mind it. It felt to me like it was slightly out of place that she was kind of commenting on it and watching from okay. that pier. I also, I don't know, maybe I'm just, it's just because I've been burned in Yu-Gi-Oh! before by characters that I thought were like, oh, they're so wholesome. Do you get any any sense of a potential, like, weird motivation from Princess Chi here? Or do you think she's completely not, genuine? Not currently. I think she's actually genuine. Okay. I think it's... Way more genuine than Otis, and the reason oh yeah, why, no, I the reason why agree. I'm comparing oh, those yeah, no, is no. because Otis <laughs> gave his card to a person in the crowd, ended up being Yuga, yeah, right, Seven's Road Magician. That's the same exact thing with the Prima Gatarna that Princess G did for Roman, basically. That's where that card ended up, right? Uh, and I just think her intentions are a lot more wholesome than Otis's potentially can be, yeah, um, which is probably obvious for most people. But no, I think. This is a big deal. It's the finals. She happens. It's available on all devices. She's watching it on her phone. And I think one day they are clearly going to duel. But I think it's just going to be because she really does see potential in Roman yeah. to be like the next almost heir, per se, yeah. to something that she's that doing. That very well. Because yeah. I could see Sevens. They've treated their characters, especially their core four, so well. I'm going to give you... Two options right here for graduation duels, for like ceremonial duels for each character, like a final like win. Like for the end of the show? Yeah, for the end of the okay. show. Um, Romans, I could see be being against Princess J. Beating Princess J, that's her final duel, her final big win. And Rooks against his sister. That That's what I could see as his big yeah, win and that's overcoming. a possibility. That, th those are two that I could see right now. And then Yuga and Gagato, I, I don't In, really in know. my mind, though, I think it will always end up uh, as Rook and Yuga. And the end of the right. day, it'll be the two of them who started this whole thing will be the ceremonial duel. But, but that's, that's a long way But off. also, very long way off. And part of me feels like we're kind of getting a conclusion to that in two episodes. I think we're getting... That's going to be a hard duel. We're, get, we're getting <laughs> the beginning slash middle part of that. Their story... I actually thought, if we could transition a little yeah, bit... Yeah, of course, of course. I thought their conversation at the beginning felt very OG Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. And it's the first yeah. time in a long time, maybe like ever. Like Joey Yugi? Yeah, yeah, so far in Sevens that I felt like the old Yu-Gi-Oh, which is, which is not a good or bad thing. I'm just saying that it just felt, it felt nice in some way. Mm -hmm. Of like, there was something about the stadium moment. I've not even watched Arc 5, but I've seen some shots there. It felt kind of Arc 5 with that entertainment duelist kind of style thing. Yeah, And that Rook was serious there wasn't really any jokes right. it was them actually shaking hands there was no bit and it was really yuga going he didn't back down he didn't say like oh, i don't really care he was like no the creator here 
Because yeah. I thought he was going to do that. Me too. The creator here is going to continue his road, and he and then Rook was more, oh, the dower. That's what he's going to go with. Mm-hmm. And I thought that moment actually was really just, it just felt nostalgic, and I really loved that moment. Yeah, really good moment, and uh, it's good, because I don't think this duel needs any more hype up, um, but it's good to just kind of remind the viewers that while Roman and Roa and Gakuto Nail are going to be fascinating, this is your main entree. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're getting great mozzarella sticks and great fried calamari with these first two duels. Sure. But this is your chicken parm. This is your big dish. Um, so I'm very, very excited for uh, Yuga Rook. And I'm not looking too far ahead because I'm thrilled for Gakuto Nail, which is within the next 24 hours. Um, Andal. What did you make of the Andal summon, where Roman summons Andal, and the whole crowd it just was starts chanting? It was, it was odd. <laughs> I loved because it. I know it set up something, but it wasn't like that monster no. was the one that finished it off. It was just a building block, much like yeah. Roman's pick is, yeah. to get something else out. It was weird because, like, Rook starts chaining it, and I was like, okay, that makes he's sense. He's a fool, But yeah. then, no, not even fool. It's more that he's on that team. Right. But then Yuka starts chaining it, and, like, I know he's not, like, has... Even though he's against her, he's not shitting on Roman. That's yeah. one of his good friends. Yeah. But it it was odd. It just felt I, very out of place. Well, for you me. know what it, you know what it reminded me of though. It really did feel like a concert or a live event because yeah. we've been to some live events oh, yeah. where the crowd starts going crazy for things but that make no sense. Yeah, I wouldn't think it would have been that cold. Well, yeah, but no. You but know? remember, I'll never forget when I and this was a very special night. If you're a WWE fan, it was the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, yeah. um, 2014, 2015, one of the craziest Raws. I was actually there. I went with yeah, Drudger and. Were. Bro. And um, they were chanting for the pretzel guy. They were chanting for the hot dog guy. Is that when they cashed in the money? In the that's bank? when they cashed yeah. in. Yeah, the Ziggler cashed in. So yeah. that was a crazy night. And that's just like with live audiences, okay. you never know what's going to resonate. So Taker Napper goes and all sounds apparently like encore in Japanese. So mm. that's probably why they did it. So I, I so I guess that can make sense. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it, it definitely did sound like like an encore style of what they were going for. Actually, um, Yona, who did the translations for the episode, not um, Entame, yeah, in the translation notes said, um, I translated it as Endol because it sounds like encore. Everyone is trying to chant encore, encore, except it's Endol, Endol. It, that makes sense. It still was weird considering that it ties back to a monster. But I, yeah. I guess I guess for nice. I guess for the style of saying encore, yeah. It, it, it was, it just felt it just felt random, you know? Yeah, it did. It was very weird. The other thing I want to touch on, and, you know, big thank you to Yona and Entime Subs for translating. Um, Yona reached out to me and said that she would like me to cover this, which is I oh, really sure. want to. Um, it's lines that were said, I believe, by Roa, um, or it might have been Roma. No, I think it was definitely all Roa. Um, lines that he said that actually match the exact lyrics from Miniscape before Miniscape mm. played. So he wrote... The things you, or he said during the episode, the things you can't give up, the things you must protect, survival instinct, highway lead, refine that soul of yours against my throne. And then, of course, don't be afraid, my dear princesses. I remember when he said that. He just said that even um, in the beginning. Yeah, of course. The trump card you wished for, let's witness it together with the continuation of your dream within the promised place that everyone envies. These lines from the episode are all lines from the song Miniscape by Roa Roman. If you listen closely in the background, you can even hear that they basically synced the song to when they say their respective lyric lines. It's a really cool detail. So that is really, Damn, really that awesome. Is, that's and, deep. I like that. But, it, but again, it, that, that's attention to detail. Well, that to me shows, and I think that's what Sevens has absolutely excelled in. Something we didn't even talk about, Schrodinger and Arata now have a purpose. Yeah, yeah somebody said that, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, they literally they do really not forget are Neil's any boys. character. No. And they don't forget any character. And they're researching who really sent the Yeah, note. they have like a decently important yeah. role. and how that's going. I like it's that little conversation that the three of them, Yuga and Roa and Neil, had at the beginning of the yeah. episode. Um, that was a good line, though, that he said right in the beginning. He goes to Yuga, he goes, shall we go meet our princess? Which yeah. is, I knew he was talking about Roman, but like just the <laughs> yeah. way he says things, sometimes I want to smack him. Oh yeah, uh, but oh, yeah. He, he's still a, he's still a very interesting. Player. No, he is. He is. I'm happy Roman beat him, but yeah, he is. Um, well, that pretty much covers. I mean, our thoughts on the episode. I'm really interested to see what some people had to say about it. Yes, I also want to thank uh, all of you. Right, that's 132 people watching for a late night sevens Friday yeah. stream. Uh, now one thirty six. I really want to thank you guys for that. Uh, that's awesome. That's usually kind of around like our peaks, even yeah. on Wednesday nights. That is pretty freaking. So awesome. the fact that you guys are here on Friday nights, yeah. we were expecting uh, way less people. Yeah, I was expecting ninety peak. I was 80. Like 70. Yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. Um, thank you guys for coming out. Thank you guys for being here. It means the world to me. And I want to thank you guys for the support on um the video on Sunday, uh, ranking every duel the protagonists have lost. That was kind of a longer video, but, um, <laughs> what? Shadow, just because we don't got lives, Pete. That's not true, but that, thank you for the support. That video in five days has 27,000 views. That is crazy. I know, it's done good. Haven't it's those vi timeless videos. It's those timeless videos, and uh, that makes me think that when I do a video ranking every duel in Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5, which might be like a 90-minute video. It'd be fun. It, uh, it, yeah, we'll you see know, how the worst come the worst, you could make it a two-parter. It wouldn't be the end nah, of the Not one-parter, bro. Uh, but, but you, with, you with, could tease it. Yeah, but with timestamps, it's so easy to do. Yeah. And most people know my top ten anyway. But anyway, thank you for the support on the channel recently. You all rock. Thank you for turning out tonight. Uh, let's read some comments, and then... We're going to do power rankings, which will be yes, really exciting. Yes, we got some over in the link, so let's jump over there first. Yes, link is in the description. One, two, three, four, I oh, believe. Thank you, guys. Xlayer, thank you for the $1 donation. Wasn't really interested in watching the episode subbed due to the whole Roa Roman debate. Kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. But really interested on the Neil Gakuto match where we might hear some funking stuff going on. That's right, Gakuto, Gaku, Gakuting. You saw yeah, that picture. We're going to talk about that. That was. <laughs> I got some thoughts on that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that Excellent. is. Excellent. You're the best, man. Thank you, my dude. Um, T-Pink Staff, $5 super chat because you didn't catch that yes. one. Can you imagine if um, Taya beat Yugi and Kaiba in the same arc? That You guys have to realize that's, basically what that's literally what happened. Yeah. And, and I know. But Taya wasn't a duelist. Yeah. yeah. It, would be yeah like, not that it would be like Aki beating Yusei and Jack. Yeah. That's what it would be like. Yeah. Or, or Aoi's Eisen beating that Playmaker and Revolver. That, that one more, because I, I respect Aki, so yeah. Aoi's Eisen <laughs> beating Playmaker and Revolver. Imagine In that. the same arc. In the same, within 10 episodes. Yeah. It would never happen. Yeah, it's a big I mean, deal. Come on, it, it is a big deal, yeah. yeah. Dark Emperor J, thank you for the $1 donation. Whatever happened to Roman's Berserk Mode? Also, maybe the next duel will be a draw. We're going to talk definitely talk about the about next that. duel. Um, Roman's Berserk Mode, she kind of... She left it in the past. It. She outgrew it. She outgrew it. Which I, which I love. Which I, I was never a fan of that, so I'm very happy that yeah. that's probably gone. Yeah, listen, I, I really like that a lot because I was someone who kind of can relate to that. Um, I know a lot of people said, oh, she kind of dropped it very quickly, yeah. but I don't know. I think she just kind of had a revelation during that third arc where she was not very good. And the Sushiko loss. That I Sushiko loss, I, yeah. I really think that shook her up a little Yeah, bit. I think so. Like, wow, I just lost to this character. Yeah. And then she did nothing the rest of the arc. Mm -hmm. And I, I think she kind of grew. I would have liked to see some of that growth, but I think she kind of grew off screen a little bit. And, yeah. um, you know, when I was younger, I, I did some things. I 
had some thoughts that I was never really proud of. I would get very, um, very jealous of people very quickly. I'd get very um, angry and bitter yeah. quickly, believe it or not. Um, and I, I've felt like I've outgrown those negative traits and it just kind of happened. I don't yeah. know when it happened. You have to remember, just, these characters at the end of the day are 11. They're very young. Yeah. So, so like yeah. these kind of changes can just happen. I, I don't think it's too unnatural. Um, I, I think that the, the Princess G stuff of like she was going to quit and then that inspired her yeah. to keep rush dueling. Remember, I think she heard, all of that has she heard her. the Princess G piano. The, pia the OST in this episode was fantastic. Some of Roman's terms with the piano melody yeah. where she's summing Can Read Day. And I love how we know she's getting a new ace, right? Can Read Day. She's getting a new ace and that's not the monster that finishes off the duel. How many Gallop duels? We know a character is getting a new ace. That monster is going to win it for them. Yeah. With Roman... When this she used show. Prima Guitarna, well, not Prima Guitarna, um, Folder Blitz against Sushiko, she lost. Yep. Now she uses Canary D early, doesn't win the duel. I loved it. It was great. Uh, Cammy also wrote real quick, yeah. do you know if uh, Nick T and Cal wrote to you about this episode? Did they that... did not. My prediction is they probably have not watched it yet. Yeah. They knew they were not going to be able to make it tonight. Um, Nick, Cal... T, Nick T was at a wake tonight. Cal's Cal was at a wedding. Yeah. Wedding in a week, so, you know, yeah. I, um... Total, total opposites. Total opposites, and uh, both very busy, so I don't think they've seen the episode yet. Solid Snack, thank you for the $1 donation. Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s continues to give us what we want, and I love it. I absolutely can't wait for Gakuto with the drip next episode. Yeah. Might finally get that. me to like him. I like Gakuto. I hope that he keeps that look. Neil needs to destroy him, though. So hyped for that new opening slash ending. Hashtag Roman empire let's yeah, go baby. solid snack thank you for the donation my man that should be there also yes 15, 15 membership 15 we love you thank you so much for the membership my friend thank you dude and fitting seven months for Yu-Gi-Oh! sevens so for Yu-Gi-Oh! sevens yeah, yes I love, I love it 15 thank you my dude we're gonna jump over to some youtube donos yes. over here uh we're gonna kick off with legendary duels jc what's up donated five dollars it's up guys the duel was fantastic wasn't too happy with how they made uh, <laughs> uh, I assume he meant Roa's. Roa's friends forgive him uh, without Roa having to put in the effort or apologize. Um, yeah, we touched on that a little bit. Uh, that it was just kind of... It was kind of Geta's doing, really. To kind of go in there I, and I, go, well, this idiot, he's the one... But, but you know who got the ball rolling on that? Rook. Well, yeah, he when, did. When Rook, after the Kaizo duel, yeah. said, hey, Roa really does value you guys as friends. And that's yeah. when they kind of realized it. But it felt... He, he, maybe he meant that, yeah. It felt a little weak. It, it did feel a little weak. I, I, I didn't love it. That was the one aspect of the duel that I, I personally was not a huge fan of. Yeah. And I felt like it was a little unearned. It's just... I know Roa is hard-headed... But I don't think they show enough of him besides when he had converses with Roman of being a little vulnerable and a little bit decent. And so forget it to just almost be stubborn and drag Yushira, you know, um, Yushira there and to have Rook have some involvement a few episodes Thank ago. Thank you for and then the donor. As soon as they get there, you have Ro insulting them and him being like, yeah, we're basically, we are, we are stupid. We are here. You know, we're not going to watch you lose. I was like, that I felt like this should have been a little bit more. Yeah. I will say, underrated moment in this episode that I loved was them, the two of them, being absolutely terrifying towards the new alien. <laughs> yes. What, what's the new alien's um, name? Oh, um, Flush, right? Flush, Flush. Flush or something like that? Or it should be Flash. 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 Because it's the light bulb. Yeah. Flash. That was a great scene. <laughs> Especially that Yashira comes up behind behind her. And, yeah. and I thought that was really, really That good. was hilarious. And so was when Mimi was um 
getting so excited about the concert. Kept She's like, around. Roa and Roman are finally playing, and the two background band then members I don't who I remember can't their remember names. their names. And I'm like, God damn. I love, <laughs> I love how Geta is grouped into that joke, because remember, that joke was Umino Ushido. Geta is yeah. just, people you forget Geta's name just as much. Hilarious. Um, that was, Those were two of the funniest moments of the episode. Yeah. Comedy was good, and it's interesting, because I'm starting to realize that, for me, in a lot of these episodes, I love the comedy when the comedy is not the main focal point of the episode, right? The comedy was not the main focal point of this episode, Roa yeah. Roman. For the most part, it was a pretty serious duel. It actually was. Just like Tiger Asana was. Yeah. And Tiger Asana, what was the big comedic moment? For me, one of the funniest moments in Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s, when Rook is like, ah, oh, isn't that great, Haruchi? And she, she, that was just that was so funny. That was, that was and good. so, um, yeah, I think they're... Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that with what's ending two has to bring. We're going to yeah. talk a little I bit more about still, a potential tonal shift. I also still give a shout out to uh, just the studio bridge in general of how well they give the monsters emotions. Like there's a moment where I think it was, maybe it was Candy or someone gets wiped out on Roman's field right when Roe is making the comeback and, and Miniscape kind of hits yeah. and gets absolutely obliterated. And when the sound is being screamed, maybe it was by Invasion or so, that the covering of the ears as the monster gets destroyed, as if that monster is being affected yeah. about how yeah. loud the screaming is. I love those moments. Yeah, no, me too. Um, it, honestly, those moments are really, really well done um, because it makes the duel feel like it's alive, you know, which I really, really do enjoy. Um, next, uh, donation? Yes. Uh, just copying a couple more. Uh, Nicholas Horton donated five pounds. Nicholas, and thank said, you, dude. hashtag Roman Empire, and the mystery of who is the mastermind behind this tournament? It's a great question. Now, Nicholas, I hope you were here for the intro, and thank you for uh, the donation, my man. Uh, because we discussed that quite a bit. Yeah. I think that's going to be revealed during the Yuga Rook duel. I think at the end of the Yuga Rook duel, leading us into the second season, I think that's going to be revealed. And I think it would be pretty fat. Again, my money, and I'm not fully convinced of this, You're is on that girl in that's, episode that's two. Crazy, dude. I, I really believe you that. Are, man. You were drinking the Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> oh man, we'll see, dude. We'll see. But um But yeah. thank you so much for that donation. Yeah, Nicholas, thank Nicholas, you. Always the man literally never misses an episode. No, you're incredible, Nicholas. We're going to do a couple more. Then we got our power rankings coming up, so that's exciting. And then um, we have uh, episode 51, if it was a 50, uh, 51 summary yes. and 50 predictions. Uh, news on ending two. A couple people Thank will talk And some interesting news on uh, Sushiko, which yes. might catch you off guard. So yes, we're gonna talk that's going to that. definitely catch me off guard. Yeah. Uh, first, you got a donation there on the link you just got. So yes, and to May. Oh my god, Entame is, uh, she is, is too awesome. sweet. Yeah, she is. Entame, and actually when I was going on my, um, discussion earlier and I said some people do have, I think, valid criticism. Yes. Uh, Entame is one of them. Yes. I, I think Entame's points are, are not at all, um, clouded in what we were discussing. No, and we, we also did say, um... As much as we love the duel from Roman, it would it'd be nice to not see some of that character progression off screen. Right. Well, I I'd said right after that rant, I yeah. think that her dueling yeah. ability is surpassed yeah, her character development. Yeah. Which so, which is becoming a little bit of an issue. Yeah, a little bit. But I still love Roman, obviously. And Tame, we love you. Thank you so much. Listen, we both picked Roa. We were on the Roa train with we you. We were on the Roa uh, train. Thank you for the $20 donation. We are so excited to have you back on uh, in two and a half That's weeks. That's confirmed, is right? That is confirmed. Yes. Korean barbecue. I'm taking care of it. I'm so We're going to have four locos 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that last part, Enzyme. I don't know about that last Love part. Love y'all. Have 20 bucks. You're too kind. I got some four locos in your honor. Let's God go, bro. Let's go. Hashtag Roa Empire, though. No, honestly, I need a Roa shirt. I need a Roa shirt. I love Roa. So I got to uh, I got to get some Roa merch. Um, don't, don't give Nick T any four locos. He yeah, no, will Nick be T gone will, 15 minutes in. Yeah, Nick T will actually drink four locos. Yeah. Um, he cool. actually, funny story, on a side note, we uh, used to take a yearly trip up into the Catskill Mountains, a whole bunch of us. Uh, and Nick T had four locos when they were the thing at the time. Uh, got very drunk because I uh, prodded him into uh, questioning his uh, manhood, I guess I should say. Uh, he stupidly kept drinking and uh, spent the whole night in the bathroom. That's, uh, so that's Nick T and I's experience with four locos. So that's basically Rowan Getta if they went to a cat. Yeah. Rowan just pressuring Getta. Yeah. I was Rowan that moment. Yeah. I love it. Edmund, yeah. you were too kind. We are so excited to have you on again in two and a half weeks. And once again, thank you to the uh, wonderful team of Entime subs. The yes, incredible, incredible people. Awesome. Entime, Yona, and everyone else who works um, for that sub team. Entime, you're the best. Goose! Goose! 7-7-7! $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $7, $
there's a reason that Mr. Goha needs a human body and he can't just have a robot body for himself. Also, I just got my vaccine shot in my arm. Hurts like hell. You got your first shot two days ago. Yeah, uh, it does hurt a lot. Um, it makes your muscle very sore. But thankfully, I'm coming out of it a couple days later. Uh, and people say it subsides after a few days. So you could look forward to that. Yeah, that's interesting. Because why can't Mr. Goha just be all of a uh, robot kind of drone-like body? So I believe... Hmm. I believe it's for the looks. You think so? I, I believe it's for the looks. I believe that... I, I don't think he needs it to survive. I think he needs it to thrive. Yeah, but... Okay, I like that. But is it really for the looks? Because in front of the normal staff, he never takes off that mask, right? So people could just think, oh, there's a person under that. But it's really the entirety of a robot. You could hide a robot in that cape that he has, that long outfit. So... That is fascinating of why almost like a parasite does he need to have a host to live. Maybe he's like a vampire robot where he gets power from draining humans. Yeah, maybe. It's more... I don't know. I don't know why that exists. That is actually a very fascinating question. I'm going to have to think about that. Yeah, I never thought about it. I never really thought about that. Why why does he need a person? Yeah. Because, right, Kaizo had a robot body. He could just make himself a robot body. That was creepy when he had that robot body. Yeah. Those facial expressions. I still see them in my sleep. When I close my eyes, I see that Kaizo smile. They spend extra money animating (laughs) that. Just think about that. Studio Bridge. Think about that. I want you guys to be real happy with yourself for that. Big Steph, thank you for the very generous donation, my w- friend. What was the thing that Nick T said that they he didn't love how they animated this arc, and then we said the money went into that Kaizo yeah. face? Yeah, oh, it was the, um, I forget what duel it was, but yeah. No, it was I, one of them. It was one of them, definitely. Uh, do you want to stop there, or you want to do a One more, more, one more. One more. Kayo donated to Rial and said, I didn't catch the episode, so I will not watch it now. Well, Kyle, you could always, I assume you're gone by now, you could always watch the VOD later. Uh, the episode is up, I believe, on a few sites, including the Entime Tumblr. You can always get uh, it from the Entime Tumblr. Yeah, so it Download is definitely the link. there. Watch it. It's uh, it's a pretty damn good episode. You don't have to see any uh, you know, porn ads on the side of the websites yeah, if you go to Entime Subs. So, you know. Those are something. But yeah. thank you for stopping by real quick. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. This is going to be a fun segment. This is going to be a very fun segment. Pete, are you ready for this, dude? I am ready, dude. Have you been thinking long and hard? I've been thinking long and hard about this segment. Is it... So we're doing based on pure dueling prowess. We are doing our power rankings based on pure dueling prowess. Not character. Okay. Dueling abilities. Pete, who are you putting at number five? At number five, so we're yeah. starting worst to first. Yes. Uh, hmm. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. Okay. I gotta think about that a little bit. So I'm gonna do my first uh, five. Um, so I'm putting Gakuto at number five. Okay. Um, I-, I think that Gakuto has creeped into the top five for me uh, because he. People have kind of been. Sl- and hopefully you guys do your own power rankings down below. Remember, we're not doing best characters. We're doing power rankings based on dueling ability. Um, Gakuto's in the top five for me. He has to be. He has quietly become one of the most consistent and um, best duelists in this in this show. Yes. Um, since losing to Roman, which I think was episode 11, he has not... We're in episode 50. He has not lost a duel. He had a big win against Galliant. He had a nice focus win against Otis. He had a nice win against um, uh, Ronze. And he's got, again, a very B 
big challenge against Nail. Very big challenge. Oh, yeah. Based on how I believe the duel is uh, going to play out, I think it's actually going to be good for Gakuto. If he gets a draw off of Nail or beats Nail, that's that is, deal. That is, that's a huge, that's deal. A huge deal. So Gakuto is in the top five for me. Um, do you want me to get four or do you want to go no, five? No, I'll go five. Okay. I'll also go with Gakuto. Okay. Uh, I think, as you pointed out, he's riding a hot streak. He deserves a little bit of respect despite whatever his outfit is next episode. Uh, and I, I got to give him props at the moment. For someone who has had the volume of duels he's had, he's prevailed quite fantastically. So he's got to be coming in at number five. Okay, I like it. Um, number four this is going to start some flames. Oh, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Can't wait. It might... uh, number four is Rook. Wow. <laughs> that. That's disrespectful. Wow. Okay. I'm, right. I'm going to completely disagree. Num number four is Rook for me. Listen, I um, to me, what's very important is uh, strength of schedule, if you will. Okay. Rook had a nice win against Yuga. It was in the very beginning of the show. Uh, to me, and I know this is, um, um you know, unpopular rook just has not beaten enough legitimate characters for me he's always dueling against cupcakes he's dueling against schrodinger uh Araya Rata, um you know yoshio uh brawn the the alien um so dove, for dove rap dove rap yeah right dove rap and actually the pigeon probably had him beat if the pigeon had him beat if kayama didn't interfere we're not gonna talk about it but that was true <laughs> so you know what even even the pigeon so um, listen, I, I like Rook a lot, and I will say this. If he beats Yuga, I'll, I'll say this right now. If he beats Yuga in the rematch in 51-52, he's probably number one for me. Two decisive okay. wins against our main protagonist, I'll probably put him number one. But I don't even know how impressive the win against Yuga is when three other characters in the show have also beaten Yuga. For me, there's too many one-off wins. There's too many cupcake wins. I want to see Rook have another big win. He hasn't dueled a Roa or an Asana right. or a Nail or a Roman or a Gakuto. I mean, he hasn't dueled any of these characters. So he beat Omino Ushido in the tournament. Roman and Gakuto had to verse each other. Yuga and Roa had to verse each other. And then Rook takes down Ushido, yeah. who's the weakest of all six of those characters by a mile. Ooh. So for me, um, Rook's number four for me. Damn. Um, I completely disagree, but we'll get to that. Uh, number four for me is going to be Neil. Or nail, if you want to say. Uh, Either one I works. respect his dueling prowess immensely. Uh, I know he is one and one, and we'll talk about what's coming in this uh, upcoming duel. But he's gone against Yuga twice. I thought he's he's obviously obliterated him, and then they had a fantastic duel to end uh, the season last time. Then, even though you can't count it because it was off screen, we only saw the tail end of it. You know, he was wrecking shop throughout this tournament as well. Uh, I just respect him, who he is, and and the strength that he has. So he's got to come in at four for me. I like that. Um, for me, uh, Neil is third. Thought long and hard about this. I had Neil at number two for quite a bit of time, okay. uh, but I kind of put him down to three because he's only you know he's one and one. He yeah. hasn't really dueled that much, and I I believe he's going to draw against Gakuto or lose to Gakuto. I I don't foresee Neil winning to be completely honest. Um, but we're gonna get into that in a little bit. So I don't think that nail um deserves right now one of the, ugh, you know i don't know it's so close to me to put him at number two because he is he is such a good duelist uh and the character that i'm gonna put at number two um you know i i, I have them ranked pretty high probably higher than the average person you two gonna, and two you, and three are so you're tight. gonna go into your two you want me to give my three i'll go into two i'll go All into right. two 
Uh, I'm putting Roman number two. Listen, I, again, I'm high on Roman. I'm biased on Roman. I love Roman. But I think you got to give this girl some credit here. She's not only defeated Yuga, but now she's defeated Roa, which was a crazy impressive win. She's beaten Arayarata. Yeah. She's beaten uh, Otis. And she's beaten Gakuto. She has literally five wins. And I think all of her dueling opponents, maybe except Arata and Otis, because the Otis one wasn't a focus, are legitimate opponents. Actually, when she duels against, you know, cupcake opponents, she loses, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So th the reason she lost to Sushiko makes me want to put her a little bit lower than Nail, personally. Mm -hmm. But I just think that her, right now we've seen so much from her. And I really, really like having her up here um, in number two. I like having her a little ahead of Neil. She jumps into my number three. Okay. Uh I can't deny her respect of the wins she's had. It, huge wins. Uh, but I also can't overlook things, even though it was a turning point of things like Sushiko. Uh, I also, as I've stated many times on this channel, didn't like a lot of those berserk, right, you don't even count those kind of things. Right. They didn't really do it for me. However, now that she's made that turn, even in this arc of Yuga and Roa, I, I got to put her in the three spot. I got to show her some respect. However, I'm not... I'm not willing to put her in the top category of those top two just yet. That's fair. So who are you putting number two? Number two for me is Yuga. Uh, there is, there's no way that he's had some losses to huge opponents, but you have to factor in those are losses, even though they were arc kind of villains in Nail, in yeah. Asana, and stuff like that. But beating Roa and having the kind of coming back to beat Asana, coming back to beat uh, Nail, I think those were... Uh, Huge wins, and he's clearly demonstrated time and time again. He knows how to get himself out of tough holes. He's adaptable when he loses. He knows how to come back around and change his strategy, and he's got to get the respect for me, especially as the uh, the creator of Rush Tools and the one who you could say has the most ingenuity out of the whole group. Fair, and so number one, I can imagine who it is. It's got to be wrong. I'm sorry. I am sorry. You could <laughs> argue all day long about his... His strength of opponents is fair, but as I will say in sports or anything else, even if you want to argue that, until that character loses and is not undefeated, they are number one. He has not lost every single person, including himself, that has stood in his way, he's beat. And so until he loses, whether it's to Yuga coming up or another time, he is not getting removed from that number one spot. He has to be number one. It's blasphemy to say he is not. To, well, listen... First of all, I don't think it's blasphemy at all. Besides, the man is undefeated. But besides he's you, beating the protagonist. Be, okay, so besides that, you go in, which I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. But, but you know it, and I know it. Yes, it hasn't been Every, a fantastic strength of schedule, but he's knocked down everyone. That's and and I give five. him credit for that. He's in my top five. But at the same time, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> it's not. It, listen, what was another? Genuinely, genuinely. No, I, I, I can't what say that another, there has like, been a What was another win tier? where you were like, wow. Okay, but that also, you have to factor in, that's the writing of that, that always the Asanas, the Nails, have to go against Yuga. I am very confident that if he went against those characters, he had a great chance of pulling out a win. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. Wow. It's just, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, give me your number one, you fraud. Give me your number All one. All right, number one, listen, I gotta do it. Um, I'm putting Nick Yagi. I, I <laughs> I'm putting Yuga. Um, it, it, I think you could genuinely, and this is crazy. I think you could genuinely make the argument that Roman is is top, but to me, yeah. um, or Nail even, but to me, Yuga just has too many big wins. Um, I'm someone who I think favors big wins over record. 
and I think that's the difference between our power rankings. That's fair. Um, Yuga's got massive wins against um, He's my Asana. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Against Asana, against Nail, against Roa. And a lot of people forget this, but Yuga also beat Tiger. Who's a pretty decent opponent? He, he uh, has defeated Otis every time he's versed him, and really, I look at Yuga's losses. To me, he's had maybe two legitimate losses. Um, you know, he got blindsided by Maximums against Neil and Asana when the playing field was equal. Yuga won, so I, I look into that a little bit as well. I think he got outdueled by Roman. I think he got a little unlucky, but he got outdueled by Roman, and I think he got outdueled by Rook in that second episode. But Yuga's also beaten Roman, so they kind of wash. I don't look too deep into that. Um, you know, it'd be different if Roman was 1-0. Actually, if Roman never lost to Yuga, you know, I might be putting Roman number one. Um, but Yu Yuga's top spot for me. And I knew I would, you know, turn some heads putting Rook as low as I did. But again, I think I just value win quality a little more than overall record. And so, and again, we're not talking about the characters themselves. No, not at all. My top five character ranking, way different way, than this. Way, way different. Way different than way this. Different. So that's an important note. Um, these are not top five characters. It's top five. This is just a small part of a character in yes. Yu-Gi-Oh. A decent part, but a small part. Um, so those are our power rankings. What, is, what it, are some people it saying? It is very mixed in the chat. Uh, some yeah. people said it was insane that I put Rook number one. Really? Some people didn't like uh, your Roman pick as well. So it's been some <laughs> back and forth. I will say I saw a couple people write that, yes, Rook technically lost to Tiger in the past. But we didn't see that. I'm counting things. And that things, wasn't a rush tool. Yeah, yeah I don't I'm count counting that. things that we've seen that clearly was some kind of master tool, yeah. you would imagine. So I'm counting things that we've seen inside of rush duels. Right. Uh, no, I, I can't defend his fantastic quality of opponents. Yes, it's not the same as a Roman or a Yuga, a but until you lose, you will stay in that spot. I gotta tell you, that's why I wanted to do this, because I knew you would probably have Rook way higher than me. It's yeah. a fascinating debate. It's, it's a very fascinating debate. Because it debate. really is, what do you value more? Quality of opponents yeah. or consistency? Yeah. Now, I will, say, I will say that in a couple weeks, if Rook loses to Yuga, even if it's a great duel, he's going to fall down that chart. It's just going to be natural. But for now, he's, he's got to be one for me. Yeah. And you know what else is fascinating that I'm actually very surprised on? We have the same top five. We have the same top five. Just mixed around. Same yeah, five characters. I'm surprised. Um, Asana is right on the outskirts for she, me. She's my six. She's probably my six as well. I, I think, I think yeah. Roa is seven, mm -hmm. Tiger eight, Not maybe. Tiger seven for me. Yeah. I'm, I, just, I respect her at, at the moment more than, than I can with Roa. I mean, you could row is the same thing of like, who is he beating? Geta and Mimi. Yeah, I'm gonna respect that. You know, a character that probably makes my top ten. Who? It, uh, Sushiko might make my top ten, even though she's one and zero. I would put Galliant in my top ten. Galliant, really? Yeah, Galliant. Yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting. It would be interesting to keep. It's not like expanding. we have a thousand choices no, we don't. at the moment. No, we don't. Yeah. We don't. But anyway, guys. Power ranking segment. We're going to do that maybe every few weeks. I think it works better when there's less people here. So maybe like in, you know, these tours. But uh, I'm very excited to see what, um, how people feel about it. I'm going to be it's, reading back. It's very mixed. I'll tell you that much. Oh, I knew it's it would very, be. Very, very I knew mixed. it would be. That's why I was very excited to do that segment. Very excited to do it. Um, uh, we got some news though. Ending two. On. Episode 50. We got to make our picks. And of course, uh, the 51 summary. Before we do that. Let's read a couple more donations. We want to jump to a couple more? Yeah, we'll do three or four more, and then we'll get into 50 and 51. All right. Uh, let's pick off three for now. Uh, Electric Kevin donated five Australian dollars. Thank you, Kevin. Great duel, but this removes any second thoughts of Roa being the, quote, main rival. And I don't see Roa repeating what happened with the Chaz versus Alexis duels. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, this show has just been so unique. I, I don't. I don't know if it even has a rival. At the moment, Feels it, like it doesn't Rook, really feel it. Like, but Rook's right? also the best friend character. And also, you could argue that is Roa more at the moment after the stool the rival to Roman. I right. mean, like it doesn't really feel like he has that connection to Yuga anymore. Not They're anymore. Friends. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I completely so agree. I, I, I'm not sure at the moment this show has a rival. Yeah, I, I would say the show Which probably is, in some rival. ways is good, in some ways is disappointing. But yeah, or you could say it has multiple rivals, but I don't know. For Yuga, sure. I, I don't know if it has that. Yeah, ragey revolver like character. Yeah, you de- not at the moment. No. Uh, but thank you. Goose donated five dollars. Goose. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Goose. And he said, "Can you get it?" Yeah. Um, sending positive vibes and kindness to everyone, and remember to keep things PG. Positively. You always had to remember, but yes, thank you very much, Goose. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, and yes, keep Love up you, the Goose. good vibes coming Goose. for everyone. Goose. Thank you, Goose. Uh, and it's the weekend, people, for most of you. Uh, here in the United States, happy Memorial Day weekend. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, and we'll do one more for the moment. Nick Schoener donated $5, said, Hi guys, love the concert duel, and do you guys think that Nail will tribute or new Max against Gakuto? And like Tal Sevens, uh, you think who will win, uh, I guess, in the end? Um, that, I guess, we could handle more next week when we're kind of finishing up the tournament. But yeah, do I think... There will be a new Max or kind of tribute kind of summoning no. against Nail. I don't. I don't. I don't. I honestly doubt he's going to use his maximum. You don't think Neil will? I think. I think there's oh, a way I think, I think because Gakuto doesn't have one. I, I don't know if he's going to do that. I just don't know. I could see you can't see him being like Mister like fair of it. Like oh, I'm not going to use that because it kind of puts you at a a serious advantage. I don't think so. I think it would actually be great if he uses it. And then Gakuto is able to still get a result off of him. I no, think that would be great. I mean, people have talked about that. Does Gakuto <laughs> have some kind of anti-maximum? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he used it. I would love to see it. It's probably my favorite monster in the show He's been so using far. it all tournament. He has been. Against um, people who don't have maximum. But now this is something that, that matters. We're actually yeah, watching. That's you true. know what I mean? So I guess we'll see. That's true. It'll be exciting. But I don't think anything new. We, we have a lot coming up on that duel. So yeah. stay tuned, Nick. But thank you, my man. Thank you. All right. Uh, one more, and then we'll do... You want to do one more? Yeah. Uh, I just want to shout out one more. Uh, Phantom Vaporeon. Uh, welcome to Cypher Red. Thank you for joining that. Phantom Vaporeon. Thank you for becoming a channel member. You have those emotes. Nick Yagi emote coming soon. Uh, I believe you have access to the Discord as well. So uh, if you go to the channel post, you should see the link there. Uh, but yeah, Phantom Vaporeon. Thank you so much for your support. Um, all right. So... We are getting to the spoilery part. Yes. Um, what do you want to touch on first? The ending two news or uh, the episode and the pitch? Let's do ending two news. Okay. Ending two news. So, let me get this up. It's a possibility, I guess, right? Um, did um, I, did YGO Organization do an article on the ending changing? Yes, they did. Okay, so we got some news on the new ending starting soon. It seems we're going for more bite, both with the... Never mind. Uh, that was worded very weird on the article. Uh, Simmons will be getting a new ending theme starting June 20th titled Never Looking Back. Okay. It is being performed by Shizokuname, a Japanese indie band consisting of five members. And here's the comment from the band. Yu-Gi-Oh! has a special place among our generation. 
We used to watch the various Yu-Gi-Oh shows when we were younger, and there isn't a single person on the band who hasn't played the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. This is interesting. The song has themes of frustration and hope, and we like to think it perfectly shows our love for Yu-Gi-Oh. Please listen to it. So a single member of the band hasn't? They all have. They, they all have played they, the game. They, okay, they all have. Frustration and hope. I've got to ask, because we know that the opening is definitely going to be more rock, potentially borderline metal. Yeah. Do we think there might be a tonal shift coming up in this next arc? I know we've talked about it a lot. Have your opinions, and we both dismissed that immediately. We're like, no. Based on hearing that, frustration and hope, do you think we're getting a tonal shift? Well, let me throw this back at you. How drastic of a tonal shift? Give me, give me a, a, a rating. You want me to go first on this? No, no, I'll go first. no, no. Give, give me a, a, a rating. Give, give me some multiple choice of how far, one through ten, you, I think this is going to go. Ten being like... Extremely changed, one being yeah. nothing. Ten being like extremely serious to the yes. point where like duels become life or death weekly, yeah. and one being a point where it doesn't change at all. Yeah. You want me to give my ranking? No, no, give, give, give me a... Give me some parameters here. Give, give me something through something, like one through three, like where I think it's going to go there. Yeah, where you want me to go? Yeah, I think that we're gonna see um, three to five. Okay. So I believe after hearing this that there will be a bit of a tonal shift, a small tonal shift. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna reach Zexel two levels because as soon as people saw, I guess the word frustration, I, I, a lot of people were tweeting at me saying this is gonna be like Zexel two. A lot of people forget Zexel one had some pretty insane characters like Quattro, like Tron. They had some pretty twisted characters in Zexel 1. Sevens doesn't have characters like that. They don't have Demented, a Spectre from Vrains. They don't have characters like that. So I don't think we're going to get that sort of insane shift. Um, but I do think what we are going to see with the... I think there will be a little bit of a shift. I think the show is going to get a little more less reliant on the comedic tropes. Okay. And I think we've already began to see that. Asana Tiger was not driven by comedy. No. Serious stuff in the past. Right. Yuga Roman, I'm sorry, Roman Roa was not mainly driven by comedy. Nope. Those were back-to-back -back serious duels. And so I think that's going to be the trend going forward into the second season. I think we're still going to have comedy. I just don't think there's going to be as many duels and episodes that purely rely on comedy. Ronze Rinosuke, pure comedy. Yes. Schrodinger Rook, you could argue, pure comedy. Rook versus, um, a lot of Rook duels, but Rook versus uh, The Pigeon, mostly pure comedy. Mm. Those were episodes that relied on comedy fully as the main focal point. I think those episodes are going to be lessened. I think we've already started to see that. I think Gakuto, well, actually, with Gakuting, I don't know if that'll be the case, but I think we're going to see that, and I think we're going to get a little more serious. I don't think we're ever going to have a duel that is life or death no although some would argue rook versus rook was that but i don't think we are ever going to get to those levels i don't think we need to i don't think we need to but what do you think do you think we're going to see a change i'm in the three to five range as well that's okay. exactly what i was going to say i do think it is going to get a little bit more serious we're just never going to get to the, the like life and death brain style that was almost every, it was every week for a while yeah, right it was every week yeah. this show there's no way in the world this show is doing that um, however, I do think these last few episodes, as you said, do show that we can still do some comedy, but 
we do want to go to some a little bit more serious the, uh, themes. The character dynamics between each other. That's what I've argued and had some criticism of. Needs to be a little bit more serious to build up those relationships. I think that is what to come. It's not going to be a drastic change, but a little bit more. Whereas we go and we growth into uh, into the second season, we're changing everything up. Now maybe the villain is a little bit more defined as an actual villain and a little bit more serious. We're going to get a little bit more of serious. Not dark, but some serious tones. I do believe that will happen. Yep, I, I completely agree with you guys. And I want to uh, play a little bit of uh, sound from this Let's artist. So they only have one song, I believe. This is what it sounds like. It sounds like um, Youth Sake, the guy that did um, okay. the Sevens opening. I, I do love the vibe. It's like, it's funky. Yeah. It's good. And it's, this is, again, not the ending song. It's the yeah, same band. I though. like, though, when the endings and the openings of animes are totally different. Right. And we're going to get that because yeah. we're going to get rock and then we're going to get a more chillaxed ending. Yeah. So I like it. I mean, I do like, I love the way the song it sounds. It feels like you're in like a, uh, like a coffee bar. That's exactly, yeah, yeah like, like a, like yeah. a, like a weird Starbucks. So, something where Inkwell, Nick T would like play. An yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this is like an Inkwell yeah, song. Nick T's playing before this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Nick T's opening. For yeah. Me. Yeah. So, um. Uh, Shiose said, play that funky song in their Spotify. Do you have that? Um, I don't, is this, is that a different song, it, it Shiose? It trumpets, is what she said. I don't have Spotify. Is it on YouTube? It's not this song. Let me fast forward if there's trumpets. This is the only song I could find by them. Do you have Spotify? I do. If you want to give me, uh, like, the name of that song. Yeah, what's the name? Uh, what's the band's uh, name? The band's name is... That's uh, it's all uh, kanji. Hold on. Shizu Konome. Okay. I do need a... No, not that song. So we... We're going to try to find the, gonna, uh, the trumpet song. We're going to find that. That was the only song I could find. Yeah, while you look for that, do you want me to jump to a couple more donos? Yes. Uh, Drago77Blue donated $5 and said, Sorry for being late. No worries. Uh, okay, is it now safe to say that Roman is the greatest Yu-Gi-Oh girl ever? This arc, uh, no, this entire first season has been great for her. Um, I think Dylan is pretty clear on his feelings of, of that. I'm clear on my feelings. Granted, I don't I don't know if there's a crazy amount of competition. Um type in that. Can you do that? I will type that in as you <laughs> as you comment. Do your best with that. I will try. Um listen, um first of all Drago, I gave you a special thank you for all the uh, crazy donations you did in the last um ep on the last episode of this podcast. Um yeah, Roman is is the the dueling ability wise, I think she's the best girl in um in the franchise. I think when Sevens is said and done, you might have a case where like two of the best girls are from this show. Um I think Asana, especially beating Tiger, I think she's gonna be pretty prevalent going forward. I think she's also got a shot at being viewed in that caliber of an Aki, Yuzu, and maybe even above. Again, the bar was very low. The bar was, I'm not trying, I'm, I'm not like, yeah, you can already make that call. The bar was so low. So for me, I have no problem saying that. I have no problem with people saying that. Um, I'm going to assume it's this. Okay. We found the trumpet song. 
Is it that, Chiyose? I don't think it's a girl singer. That's what she sent me. That's what came up on Spotify. <laughs> When I when I searched it, it's the same uh, language. I, so, I, you know, the little the old language barriers. She said no, <laughs> but that is exactly what came up though. So I can't I can't do much better than that. Wrong, you're wrong. Wrong. So, actually, um, DM DM Pete a link. Yeah, you yeah, can do D- that on, on Twitter. Yeah, DM Pete the link. DM Pete the link. All right. Um, while we get that link, we're going to play the trumpet song. But again, ending two is coming. Yes. And it's going to be big. And it's we should have be expected beautiful. that with the opening change. Gaku Ting. There he is. <laughs> Drago, thank you again for the donation, man. Um, what, what, do you, what do you make of it? What, honestly, I sent that to you and Nick T. And Nick T did like a triple take. And I was like, wait, is that Gakuto? This is how Gakuto is going to be looking in his duel against Nail. It's I hate it. Oh, what? I mean, what do you what do you honestly think? About I'm it? honestly not a fan at all. Uh, it it's really weird. Uh, and it's not. It, it just is it wrong for me to say that it kind of feels a little cultural appropriation? Well, like the, it, well, the dreadlocks. Right? Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't it feel right. so out of left field yeah. in terms of a story perspective. <laughs> like so in that. In that preview shot we get at the end of the episode where he's, like, taking off his normal outfit, this is what he's going to be wearing underneath. <laughs> How does it... Where are the dreads come out of this? It's just a... It's, yeah. a, it's a, one of those hats with the dreads attached to it. I mean, how... Like, it just... I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. No, I, I don't I don't I'm, love it either. I, I mean, am not a big fan. How is how is Nail going to react to I, it? I don't, I don't think he even cares, right? Like, he's so matter-of-fact of, like, whatever. It's, it's, it's probably his, his providence, not his providence. Who knows? Here's the song. Okay, this is the song. We got the song. Ooh, love those guitars. We're getting copyright striked. We <laughs> just sent it. Then we then we figure it out. There you go. Thank you to Spotify. So you look. Yeah, this Spotify. is this actually has a little bit of a different vibe than the first one. Definitely. This this song reminds me of the um, band that did Boy for Brains Ending more. Three. Do you remember that band, that song? Yes. Actually, no. Never mind. It doesn't. The only the intro part did. Where are the trumpets? I know. That's what I'm looking well, for. Now, I can't play the whole song. Now, if if, if 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 the if Ending Two doesn't have trumpets, I'm going to be very upset. So Shiose, you better hope they have trumpets. Oh, there's the trumpets. There you go. Right. That, that is Let's go. Let's go. It is, it is <laughs> lit, man. Ending two, I can't wait. I think opening two, we're going to get rock. Ending two, we're going to get like a funky yeah, beat. Yeah, I like that. Thank I'm you. I'm so Shiozo. excited. Um, that's all right. This channel is basically copy strike everything, okay. so it's all good. Um, Channel's dead. <laughs> now, the video on Sunday might have re- resurrected the channel. It, it could have. 28 Moment- in five mo- days. Momentarily. Momentarily. Right? <laughs> in another week, it's over. Yeah. Uh, switching back to this. Yeah, I don't... Um, you want to bring that back up a couple people said could you make it a little bit bigger oh yeah, yeah. um if you want to talk i'll what <laughs> what what is what is what is going on over here where am i here yeah what what, what is going on what what is what is that look at the bling that he's wearing around yeah. his neck yeah I, I don't know it just i i'm not i can't say there's drip here i i, I don't i don't i don't feel this especially gakuda was like the most straight arrow you could find. This is the character that's getting the supposed drip. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. Well, let me read you. Um, yeah, the article. 
During the Rush Duel tournament, Gakuto undergoes a major transformation. Let's do an analysis of his shocking new style. Hey everybody, let's go at it. Full body, come on, come on. This is Gakuto's answer to his comrades Ranze and Rinosuke, who thought he didn't care. It's a corny gag of rap-style rhymes and flashy, gaudy clothes. Um, he's decided to introduce the modern form of the style in order to carry the pride as the next head of the Sogetsu style. Even the strongest foe, Neil, is at a loss for words. However, the endgame of the duel turns into an explosive wave of battle. The normally stoic and deadpan Neil is completely flabbergasted. However, as the battle rages on, he sees Gakuto as adhering to the true path of the Sogetsu style, allowing him to understand what it really means. Who will be the winner in the clash between these two? So, so he did it because... Ron's and Renosuke see him as too much of a straight arrow, so he's trying to change his image. Like that's that's why he did this. Yeah, I don't know. I I um. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Shiozai feels like everyone who says Gagato has drip actually has no idea. Yeah, what right? She... Like it, just, it doesn't even fit his character. Right? Like it, it just. And now it's a fun meme. You got the drip. That's what I think about. Uh, yeah, Dylan and I. Uh, it was an inside joke there. Uh, VR chat. But uh, maybe coming soon. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. I like Gakuto normally as he is. Even changing that outfit that fits more of his... This is just... Do you want to know my opinions on it? <laughs> <laughs> a lot, actually. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'll be I'll be completely okay with it. Um, I'll be completely okay with it. If by the end of the duel he realizes, like, all right, yeah, this isn't me. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is this is not who I am. If if this is if this is permanent, I'm gonna hate it. All right. This better be a one-off joke. Uh, uh, yeah. This better not it, be I a permanent it, thing. I think it will be. It better be because I've I've actually really enjoyed Gakuto's character so far. I hope this doesn't stay. God, what if he starts rapping? I might it's I might mute it. <laughs> It's a possibility. I might mute do you, it. Uh, yes or no, do you think he's going to rap in no. this duel? I think he will. There's no way. I think he's going to start rapping. He's going to rap his moves? I think he's going to start rapping. Do you think he's going to say the word yo? Don't forget to drop the drop. <laughs> right. I think, no. I think, yeah. No. No. I, There's listen, no this, this, way. This is, uh, this is bad. <laughs> it, it's, dude. Dude, I have, I have some issues with this. It's. When you showed that image, I was like, this, I thought you were effing with us. I was like, there's no way. I thought it was like a fan edit, right? Ooh, yeah. Just, I'm just taking it in. Yeah. It's, uh... There's, yeah, it's not... We yeah. can say Yukio 7 is different. <laughs> they are different. Um, yeah, not... I, I, you can't even call this man a gangster. He's a, he's, he's a pretender. No, I mean, it's it's bad. You can't take this man seriously. This man... I mean, if I, I feel like... Let, let me put this into perspective. I feel like if I did this for a, a Sevens Up stream, I feel like that would be the end of Yu-Gi-Oh! Everything. I mean, I don't think it would be because, like, a lot of people view you as a clown on here, so I think but they that, would go but with I the feel flow. But like, I feel like it's just... There's, like... I don't know. I, I, to me, like, I feel like there's something to be, like... I feel like it's offensive. Is right? Am it, I wrong? It's, it's definitely offensive. Feel that way? It's definitely offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, when Shadow says, y'all different, I always think of that Caleb City video. Y'all different. Y'all different. Yeah, like, that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. I it's just... just it's, it's odd. Yeah. It's I, a, it's a, it's a weird... Staring at it does not make me enjoy it anymore. It doesn't make me... Yeah, it doesn't make me... It, look, <laughs> he's got, a, like, a bandana tied around his knee like he's a gang member. Like, I... I, I 
What actually is that around his chest? What, is, he, is he wearing a Goha? Is there a Goha fan on his hat? I think so, what, yeah. What is he doing? I, I don't what know. What is he he's doing? Got, he's got the one glove on his right hand. I mean, like... So fascinated to see how the dub is going to handle it. I, I imagine, yeah. It's probably it's probably a reference in some type of way. Oh, yes. it could just be a G for Gakuto. Yeah. yeah. It could, just be, it could be. We'll Horrible. also read the show notes when this comes out. Terrible. Yeah, it's... It's something. It's it's something. Well, oh god, I'm You're speechless. Yeah, I have nothing to say. <laughs> god, I'm gonna have to react. And to Nicholas Horton, that image of Gakuto, I thought it was a new girl, a Seven's girl character being introduced. <laughs> that tells you, you right there all you need to know. The don't know. I, I just, yeah, I guess we'll have to see it in, in live motion of, of the the gimmick of that. We'll read the show notes when it comes out. But yeah. That's, uh, it's fascinating. It is. <laughs> it's fascinating. Well, we got to make our predictions. I know, dude. You, you ready for this? Take your napper says, make it a bet. If this outfit shows up again, then Dylan has to wear it the next seven No, months not doing he's that not bet. Even, he's no, not, not doing that bet. <laughs> um, moving on. <laughs> not doing that. You, that was, you almost had him. No, almost had him. almost had it. Um, Let's uh, so Entime donated through the link, so we always prioritize the link donos. Thank you, Entime. Um, thank you for the one dollar donation. Gagatu's new outfit is so uh, well, it's offensive and in bad taste. Extremely so with the dreads too. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I think it's some right. cultural appropriation. Yeah, uh, which I, is what I, you you said that immediately. Yeah, I, I, yeah, really I, 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 I don't disagree. It's, it's an odd, it's an odd choice. Yeah, it's for um, a very, I feel in a lot of ways, progressive show. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it's weird. Really weird. But I am repping Gakuto because I love the core four. And, the the um, quick switch out. The quick switch out. Best boy Gakuto. You get these shirts. Merch shop down below. Um, and this one, I believe. Look at that. Yeah, I got him on the look back. Look at that. We got Gakuto on the front and back. back. You know what I mean? It's a front and back kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, chat. Um, Time for picks. Yes. I think it is fair to read out the summary Absolutely. before we jump into that. So listen, loud and proud. Remember, you guys always have, up until the moment of the duel, unlike us, to make your picks, to change your picks, to do whatever you got to do. Uh, we don't. We pick them in about three minutes. Yeah, so, beautiful. And we can't change it after that. Can't change it after that. Episode 50, Gakuting. Gakuting. Um, the, the second match of the finalists is between Gakuto and Nail. Gakuto thought that Ronze left the Neo Shingetsu style behind because he wasn't good enough. In order to fight against the formidable nail, Gagato has evolved his style into the progressive Sogetsu style. Uh, the key of this style is Gakuting, which I believe is, is rap. Um, yeah. But we'll, I guess we'll see about that. Um, cast, Yuga, Rook, Gakuto, Roman, Roa, Nail, Sebastian, Schrodinger, Arai, Geta, Ushido, Ranze, Rinosuke, Flash, Secretary. And that is the episode 50 summary. We also have the episode 51 summary. Um, hate when summaries do this, hate when summaries do this, but the episode 51 summary does spoil, well, it doesn't fully spoil, but I think it indicates pretty heavily the outcome of this duel. So if you don't want to know, this might be the end for you. Episode 51, <laughs> Road versus Dower. Which I love that, by the way. Yeah. Both Luke and Yuga's teams currently have the same amount of points. Luke and Yuga will now duel against each other in order to claim the King of Duels title. So, 
That is 51, which is really, really exciting. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, read that one more time for the people out there. 51. Okay. I exited out of it. 51. <laughs> Road versus Door. Both Luke and Yuga's teams currently have the same amount of points. Yeah. Luke and Yuga will now duel against each other in order to claim the King of Duels title. Um, yeah, I think that kind of... Do you have your pick? Kind of tips the hand, yeah. All right, we'll text it on 3, 2, 1. Are we gonna, are we gonna do it to each other? Just to each other. I just wrote here, yeah. Ready? When you are. Uh, yeah. Oh, let me type it out. 3, Got 2, it. 1, send. Okay. Yep, more than the same boat. Um, so... Calibro and Nick T have made their picks. Uh, Calibro has picked Neil. He has. Calibro has picked Neil. Um, Pete, who are you picking in this one? I am taking draw no result, um, which I would have never thought. I mean, it clearly seemed the way things have going out uh, that it was going to be Neil. But I think 51 pretty much spoils what's going to happen because weirdly, and we haven't talked about this, it seems that in the finals, the rules have changed. Mm-hmm. And now you don't get seven points to win and lose seven points. You just get the seven points, right? Right. So now with that being said, there's no way if they're tied already that they go into it tied if one of them wins. Right. So it, they, they have to draw no result, That's exa- which is it's probably going to be a draw. Uh, um, but yeah, that's what I'm picking. So Nick T has also picked Neil. Wow, okay, so we're split. So we are split because I am going with you, and I am picking draw no result. Uh, disappointed at the summary for kind of outright hinting that it was going to be a draw. <laughs> Genochi dies. Genochi dies, yeah. yeah. The Falcon dies on the battlefield. Yeah. And the reason I'm a little disappointed is because I was going with draw no result the minute I saw these points tied at 770. Yeah. Because I know that the winner is going to have 777, of course. Yes. It makes too much sense. But not only that, um, before this summary came out, I was like, oh, this is going to be a draw. Because yeah. there's no way going into Yuga versus Rook that one of them is going to have more points than the other. How, how does that work? Let's say then? let's say Neil wins this duel and his team has more points. Then Rook wins and they draw. Right. Or Gakuto wins this duel, then Yuga wins and they draw. Right. No. It takes the suspense out of the No, way. they have to be tied. The only way we get tied is with a draw no result. Um, Nick T and Cal did not give their reasonings for picking Neil, but they went with Neil. Um if if the points weren't a thing and it was a traditional 2v3, it's an obvious Neil pick, right? Because Roa lost. Yeah. But um, I believe that we are going to go with uh, with a draw no results here. I just think it's too obvious, and I think that that's exactly what we're going we're gonna to have here. I think the summary kind of hints at it, um, and I think that we are, uh, we are good to go. Yeah. Draw I'm... no result. And it'll be a great result for Gakuto. Yeah, it's... It's unfortunate that they really did spoil that. I, I hate when the hand gets tipped there and it takes a lot of the suspense out. That being said, I'm still very fascinated to see how it's going to end in a draw. Uh, and and yeah. Gakuto's new character and, and nice. And Neil reacting to it. Um, that gives me fascination. I'm also fascinated of just our side characters on the sidelines. What they're going to be saying leading up to the finale that we're getting here. Yeah, one. Well, how will Gakuto get over Yugo Dragon? That's also fascinating, people, right? If, people called that out a few episodes ago. Maybe he has an anti-maximum card. If, you could be right. If this is really going... To, and I will be doing a watch-along. If this will be um, going to a draw, Gakuto is going to get a draw off of a very strong duelist who is using a maximum, and he isn't. This is going to be a fantastic result for Gakuto, and I am really, really uh, excited for that. 
Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, so, you know, it'll be uh, very, very fascinating to see, but uh, I'm very excited. And, uh, yeah, that's the thing. If Gakuto wins or if, uh, you know, Ro um, Nail wins, then the other character is just winning to get a draw. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then one team will be at 777. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't work for me. So, um, I think draw no result. Um, I, I, this is one of the easier ones, I think, but... We knew that the second duel... We didn't know how exactly it was going to play out, but we knew it was going to be the easy pick. And it's funny because we thought it would be the easy pick picking the opposite. Right. I'd love to know Nick T and Cal's reasoning for picking Neil. Yes. Um, I don't think they've watched the episode yet. So that, that does hinder them, which is un unfortunate in one way, but we got to show it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Well, I, you know, I sent the episode Wednesday night. Yeah, so. I get it. Um, uh, maybe, they, But maybe they have, and maybe they still feel Neil is going to pull it out. And, you know, it's fascinating because normally... You, you, without the points being a factor, you would be picking Neil. Roman just beat Roa. Yeah. Neil beats Gakuto. I just, one I'm, just, one. I'm very just, are they going to have an explanation of why the, the rules have seemingly changed? Yeah, does anyone else notice that the rules changed? Remember, it used to be that the losing team would lose seven points as well. Did they ever announce that they were changing that for I guess final it's three? one of those things where, like, when you do a playoffs or a final, in this case, that things are just outright win-loss that like those things change that does happen in sports in competition yeah, yeah. maybe that's just the same case it's simple as that but yeah. it would have been nice to just a, a one-off line just saying that you know what i mean i agree but, i agree well fascinating stuff and make sure you get your picks in exclamation mark pick them p-i-c-k-e-m get your picks in the winner is winning a PlayStation 5, or, Nintendo or, Switch. Yeah, or a console of your Or an Xbox, whatever that new one is. I don't play Xbox. <laughs> I mean, it's a crazy prize. We can only give it away because of the generosity that you guys show talking Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s up every single week. Do we have some more donations? We got one more to round out Beautiful. the night at the moment, and that comes from Legendary Duels donating another $5 and saying, hold on, let's not lose hope on my boy Rook. If Roman could beat Yuga, then so can Rook. Hashtag Team Rook for life. If Roman can beat Yuga, then... Well, Rook already has. And you know what? It, I'll I'm, say... I, it's if, saying again. If Rook beats Yuga again, he will skyrocket. Um, he'll probably Is he number, be number one for you? He's number one. Okay. If he beats Yuga again, he's number one. Because then I can say, okay, it wasn't a it wasn't a one-off. It wasn't a fluke. Yes. If he loses to Yuga, might be out of my top five. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, we're just going to go over that. <laughs> Two more shout-outs. Uh, Nick Schoener, who I believe uh, I said goodnight to earlier, so he is not here. Uh, he joined uh, <laughs> Red as a, as a member. Thank and you, Nick. And Drago77Blue also did it. Thank so we, you, Nick. So we had a... a uh, and Drago. Three, yeah, we had a three in a row there becoming members. So thank you, guys. And Phantom Vaporeon, which I think we already shouted yes, out. So thank you, guys. Um, thank you so much. And uh, I'm just kidding. Rook would not... He wouldn't fall that low for me. Um, he'd still be probably, he'd definitely be in the top five. Um, if he did, I'm starting Yu-Gi-Oh! Nothing, absolutely. Yu-Gi-Oh! Nothing! I can't wait for that channel. <laughs> oh my god. Actually, someone already started Yu-Gi-Oh! Nothing. Probably. Probably yeah. several people at this point. Yeah, several people. Um, chat, we got something, uh, we got something hot cooking up tomorrow. Ooh. Cook it up. Cook it up. Promo yourself. Shameless plug coming at you. That's what I like to do. Tomorrow, a rant. On the moment that Yuzu's character died. <laughs> <laughs> if you did a voiceover, please, I wish you did that. Oh, that would have been great. Thumbnail is, is straight fire. 
Shout out to God, my, these, my thumbnails are good. Yeah, well, the the user who makes them for me, He's such a such fantastic. a cool dude, and the thumbnails are amazing. Um, yeah, we got that rant coming out tomorrow. I uh, love the thumbnail. And uh, just about Yuzu's character in general, what happened to her after this duel with Yuri, if you want to even call it a duel. Um, but that'll be exciting. That'll be a fun video uh, tomorrow. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for all the support on the ranking every uh, protagonist loss yes. video. 28K in five days, that is ridiculous. And thank you for all the support tonight. Um, this was kind of a weird stream because we were um, unexpected on Friday. Uh, viewership, so thank you guys viewer, once again. Viewership was insane. Pete, as always, thank you for your amazing help, dude. Um, you're amazing, you and me. you're an intricate part of the team, so thank you, dude. I appreciate that. One Promo more, your stuff. Uh, Dono, coming in just before that, uh, Electric Kevin donated another five Aussie dollars. Thank you, Kevin. The Pokemon episode with Gary Oak last night was awesome. Won't spoil, but give it a watch. It was overloaded with many nostalgia and fan service moments. Yeah, I gotta watch it. I, the thing with me is I haven't, I don't know if I've seen enough Pokemon to get the full impact of like the nostalgia moments. Yeah, I mean, that would I'm be sure so, would. so many episodes to go yeah. back to the old to get to this. I, I don't if know. I had more free time, I'd absolutely do it. Yeah, because it, unfortunately, and I saw you say it, I think on a stream or something recently, I actually had more free time in college than I do now. Yeah, me too. I just, I just don't sucks, have that time doesn't anymore. It? Yeah. yeah, but Kevin, maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch, well, I, I should watch that series. You know, because you can watch that yeah. series. At least you have, you have way more experience and nostalgia with Pokemon than I would. Right. Uh, so Your introduction could, was with Go. Yeah, it so, could yeah. still work for you. Yeah, so I, I still might check it out. But Kevin, thank you for the donation, man, and I'll definitely uh, check it out. Cool that Gary Oak's back. That's yes, awesome. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I run a channel, YouTube, Coolest Gamers. Uh, just before we went live, about a half hour before, the Eternals, Marvel's Eternals trailer reaction that uh, myself and Dylan and Nick T did the other day is now live right now. So if you go over to Clueless Gamers, you type that in, you'll see our faces, our, our beautiful faces there in the profile <laughs> pic, so you know it is us. You can check that out. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, right after this, uh, Dylan and I are going to film the first episode of Invincible. Uh, so sometime middle of next week, that episode will be out edited and live on the channel probably by the time we do 7's Up next time. Uh, so if you're interested in that, please check that out. In a couple weeks, uh, we also have Loki. Uh, on Disney Plus also starting. So we are, of course, going to be reacting to that. It'll be our third uh, show on the channel uh, for Disney Plus and Marvel that we are reacting to. So please stay tuned for that. And for any updates on that, general life stuff, me ranting about my sports teams, uh, check me out on Twitter at PeteVergara21. Absolutely. Clues uh, gamers, follow them. Yes, one more donation. Oh, uh, Megan then donated $5. Thank you, Meg. Megan, thank you yeah, so much. I just said, just saying you guys are iconic. You guys have never ceased to amaze me. Keep doing that. You guys, uh, are, keep what you guys are doing. I appreciate that, Meg. Thank you very much. Meg, that is super uh, sweet. Thank you so much. Some of you guys might remember Meg. Actually, if you remember Meg, then you're a really an OG. Then you're an OG. that was the Vrains era. That was, that so was Meg has made years, a few appearances on the channel. Ago. Uh, Meg is uh, a super awesome person. Thank you so much for the, uh, donation, Meg, and for the support. Uh, you're great, and uh, yeah, happy to have you come by, and uh, we'll definitely be catching up soon. Um, anything else to uh, to go over? No, thank you, dear. I appreciate yeah. that. Yes, thank you, Megan, and thank you to everyone who came by. You guys rock, especially because this was a, a weird night. Impromptu Friday impromptu night. night. It's 1.57 in the morning. Well, I never would have been able to do it without you, so thank you so much, dude. And uh, never would have been able to do it without all of you guys in the chat, everyone who donated. You guys are amazing. Thank you all so much to everyone who watched. You guys are also amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for making Yu-Gi-Oh! 7's Up the most viewed Yu-Gi-Oh! 7's podcast in the world. The only Yu-Gi-Oh! 7's podcast in the world. Number but one. 
I don't mention that. Number one, that's all that matters. You guys are amazing. Have an amazing Memorial Day weekend if you live in the States. Otherwise, I just hope you have a great weekend. Thank you all so much for your amazing support. And I hope you have an, an amazing, amazing day. day. Take care, guys. Thank you.